Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And today we're going to focus mainly on the Purdue game coming up against Syracuse. Purdue traveling to the state of New York for this game uh, scheduled for Saturday. But before we get into that, Casey, uh, I wanted to bring attention your attention to a tweet and story that was uh, in the Indy Star. Is it a tweet story? Well, I saw it via tweet first, uh, and then, of course, that so led me story to the story. Tweet. It's a story tweet, okay. yes. Um, so I'm just going to read you the tweet. This is from uh, Zach Osterman of the Indy Star. There remains skepticism over IU basketball's Big Ten title credential, even <laughs> as the – wait, no, that's not even the good part. Not even the good part. Even as the Hoosiers are the likely preseason favorite. Uh, according to who? But the biggest threat to IU's championship hopes isn't three-point shooting or it's room to grow. It's at the Ghost of Pop Night? It's the schedule. Yeah. The problem is Indiana has to play all their games. Yeah. The problem is the games that yeah. they have to play. So that is, I just wanted to get your reaction to that. Oh. And you obviously already have not disappointed. Oh. Probably the favorite. That's what, like... Did I wake up in... Says who? Did I wake up in, like, the outer realm? Like, what what is happening? I don't know. Where were they ranked last year? They were a play-in team. They're really, really relying on this recruiting class to come in and just blow people away. Which, as we know, no five-star has ever failed at IU basketball. No, never. I mean, I think Romeo whatever is almost a bench player. Yeah, Langford. Almost a bench player and then had a great career. Yeah. I, what? And I know, I know you're a big fan. 14 last year. The I, 94th, <laughs> 95th best offense. I know you're a big fan of Trace Jackson Davis. So obviously his return means oh, a lot to you. He has been, he has played really, really well his entire career. And they were 21 and 14 with the 95th best. off. What is he going to do good now? Like, what is he adding to his game? A free throw jumper? <laughs> that's what's gonna change things for iu yeah i what is like, happening ledman like i know we're biased because obviously we we dislike iu and we're purdue fans they were but, a play-in game but it's just outrageous uh to say that and then is so, michigan you know, not in the conference anymore right that was my thing too is were illinois we not, not is I, illinois not in the conference anymore we made the sweet 16 michigan state right even though, as we've said on the podcast, you know they're they're not the the Michigan State of five to ten years ago. They're still going to be up there. Guess what? Guess who's also not what they right. were in the past. <laughs> and you know, um, tell as, me why as, they're better than Iowa. Well, that, why well, are they better than Wisconsin? Wisconsin, I agree with Iowa. I'm not so sure. You know, they lost. Who's their, had their more big success? Guns. So, as reporters tend to do, you know, they tweet out their stories more than once with, with different wordings. Freaking awful. So. Here's here's his next tweet about the story. I love IU, Greg Doyle so much, and I wish they would burn that paper alive. IU might be voted Big Ten favorite. What Probably. are you? What might? <laughs> Probably by them. Will. Well, yeah, that's they a good might point. get one vote. Probably will. But if the Hoosiers don't follow through and win the league, their biggest obstacle won't be shooting or ceiling. I don't know why that sentence doesn't make sense. It will be a schedule that historically does not forecast a league title. Yeah. Because it's under the banner Indiana basketball. <laughs> what is uh, happening? I don't, I just, it's just amazing to me. It's just every year you can write it down that some reporter for the Indy Star is going to say that IU is the Big Ten favorite. <sighs> <Mm-mm. laughs> 
I'm so glad I just happened to randomly come across this tweet today uh, because I knew you would appreciate it. I I don't like this. I I want out of this world. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one more one more tweet I wanted to point out to you. This goes back to our buddy Scott Frost. There was apparently um, a a piece in the Omaha World Herald, which is you know the one of the Nebraska papers. It was written in 2018, and it was just called Frost. A Husker's Journey Home. And the this particular piece of the article, because apparently numerous sports writers wrote it, was by a man called Tom Chattel. And it was entitled, Spoiler Alert, This is Going to Be Fun. And what he did is he imagined, years in the future after the hire, of where Nebraska football would find themselves. And he gave three different dates. February 4th, 2020, uh, he talked about uh, Scott Frost going to some high school to recruit the big name player and how there were caravans lined up for miles uh, to uh, to see Scott Frost come into town. And then October 2nd, 2021 in Lincoln, uh, Nebraska gets their biggest win under the Scott Frost uh, period by beating Ohio State, who, by the way, in this story is coached by Urban Meyer still, which is just great. Uh, and they call him the new king of the Big Ten in this part of the story. And then finally, December 2nd, 2028, Scott Frost won his third Big Ten championship by defeating Michigan 35-14. to And now they await their fate in the college football playoff. They are currently ranked fourth despite being 13-0 and behind Alabama, Texas, USC, and Florida. Said Scott Frost after said Scott Frost after the award ceremony, I don't have too much to say. I think we just made a pretty good case on the field. I'm proud of my team and will play anybody. So I I literally like in a rage rage quit and blacked out for a few <laughs> minutes and I came back to you reading Nebraska fan fiction. What is happening? What are you doing to me? Why are you triggering me? I mostly just What do you want? want? You. I I really this is what I want. I want you to get angry I, I'm because so because you being angry and venting about ath- athletics in one way or the other is just always so fun to me. I don't. The Big Ten is awful. Why are we adding more teams? Can we go somewhere else? <laughs> I mean, it would be very bad for Purdue to go somewhere else, money-wise. Uh, I mean, the SEC wants basketball, right? No, I don't think they give one shit about basketball. Damn. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're all about football. ACC could get it back together, right? Yeah. Yeah, ACC could for sure. <sighs> Why? Why? Why are we here? 7.5 million. Yeah, I don't know. 7.5 million for three weeks, baby. So, speaking of the ACC, Purdue is going to face an ACC opponent this week. We're going to take a break, come back, and preview and predict the game against Syracuse. And we are back. So, as promised, we are going to cover Purdue's game against Syracuse this Saturday. Purdue heads to the state of New York, so this is going to be a road game in the non-conference schedule. Pretty rare uh, these days, but Purdue is going to take on a Syracuse team that is 2-0. Purdue sits at 1-1. Syracuse has wins over Louisville, as well as perennial powerhouse UConn. So, I know this, of the three non-conference games, this is the one I think most people were uh, more concerned about than the other two. Obviously, Indiana State out of the way. That one was a walk. Um, Casey, I know you and I have been talking a little bit before recording that you do have some concern about Syracuse, and I'd love for you to tell me uh, what it is about Syracuse that kind of gives you a little bit of, of fear. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think we've shown anything in two weeks that says Purdue can't not always win. 
Purdue can't not always win. That is, someone should make a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I just, I feel like you have really let a win over a FCS school color your skies in a way that they should not. The sycamore trees are blocking what happened against Penn State, which is when we didn't look very good. And guess what? Syracuse is an easy thing to make fun of because it's Syracuse, but they're pretty good. Uh, their quarterback. I, I don't. I don't think that we know that they're pretty good any more than we know. They have that a better Purdue win than we have. Do we really know if Louisville is any good this year? I mean, they're not an embarrassment walkover team. I'm fairly <laughs> okay. confident of that, and they handled them. Handled them, Ledman. I, are we sure Penn State's good? No, no. And we and I mean, lost to them. I, I think. I think we have more data at this point to say that it, the likelihood is that Penn State is going to be better than Louisville this year. Eh, look, it is a pretty good quarterback a strong wide receiver a good running game and a pretty solid defense and it's on the road we have to go to syracuse this will be the first test for this team all those wide receivers that couldn't get open at home under the lights at ross aid now have to go do it on the road so they have to know the play call they have to hear audibles it is hard to play on the road the first game on the road is a difficult test that is true and we are playing a team that was really good the first two weeks They made some explosive plays. Uh, They completed 77% of their passes. Uh, Remember what happened against receivers from Indiana State? Yeah, we kept them out of the end zone for the entirety of the game. Did we? Or did their quarterback? It doesn't matter. It will matter when those... They scored zero points. It will matter when the receivers that run pie our defenders on the regular are actually delivered a ball into their hands. I have some concerns, Ledman. Oh, yeah, I mean, I I have concerns also because mainly because of just going on the road. Um, as you said, you know, the the first two games for Purdue were at home. When you're going on the road um, as a team that has not really, you know, we've been tested. I mean, we we played at Penn State and we lost, so it, we we've been tested in that respect, but have not been on the road. And this is a team with a lot of new pieces, so you always wonder how they're going to play on the road. Um, and I, I hope that Purdue is up for the challenge. So we've talked, AOC's pretty slow, right? Yeah, he's not the quickest. Syracuse has a sack one out of every 10 dropbacks this season. That's 14th best in the country. How many sacks do they have overall? That seems ridiculously high. It's high. I don't know. I just have the percentage. But they get to the quarterback. They're going to pressure him. So far, they've forced turnovers, two and a half a game. And once again, their offense has shown that it can score. On real teams, I I'm, I I do not feel great about this game. Now, granted, I, I would say we've only can, had one test. That they can score on. I would say they, they've shown they can score on a real team. UConn football does not count as a real. UConn team. does not. But I don't understand how you cannot count Louisville as a team. No, no, I I do. That's why I said team instead of teams. Okay, so they have. But again, that's that's one one more than we have. I mean, we still scored on Penn State. It's not as if we did not put up points. Mm, you know, they they put up uh, 31 against Louisville. We also put up 31 against Penn State. Look, Louisville's not good. I'm just saying we're going on the road against a real team. This is a real team. I think it, when we were talking about it in the summer, we thought this was a just run of, run over team that we would just out talent, out athletic, out everything. And I don't think that's the case. I think it is mostly a toss-up i i i mean i understand what you're saying but i would definitely lean purdue um i think part of my reason 
I think part of my reason for not taking them as seriously as everyone else. Blind optimism. Blind optimism for one, for sure. Uh, but two is back in 2004, uh, young, bright-eyed freshman. Andrew 18 Ledman, years ago. Listen, listen. Young, bright-eyed Andrew Ledman going to his first college football game as a student uh, walked in and saw Purdue – uh, take down Syracuse 51 to nothing in just a laughable game. And so I don't think I've ever really taken Syracuse seriously in football uh, since then. So uh, that's probably part of my bias. Do you want me to respond to that? What do you want my retort to be? I mean, just that it's that's a ridiculous reason to have optimism, I would say. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so so here here's one thing I'll point out. Um, you know, Syracuse has allowed uh, five sacks uh, between these two games. So it does show that maybe there are some problems along that offensive line. Um, Purdue's defense has been able to get to the quarterback not as often as we'd like, uh, but they've shown an ability to get back into the backfield. And Syracuse does have a good running game, um, but they don't really have a dominant wide receiver. They have some decent wide receivers, but they don't really have um, an incredibly dominant number one guy, kind of like Purdue has with Charlie Jones. Their number one wide receiver only has 10 catches. Um, They've thrown the ball to 11 different guys, uh, but only one guy who has double-digit receptions. Are you talking about Sean Tucker? uh, I showed Devon Cooper. He has 10. Okay. Because Sean Tucker's – I'm showing Sean Tucker with 10, and he's a running back. Devon Cooper, I see. Oh, well, yeah. Seven see, just, for 87. I don't know what – well, then this you information be, I'm looking at is wrong. I don't know. Um, but This doesn't – stack. did they play an FC – I wonder if they don't count UConn, which would be a – No, I'm, I'm looking at ESPN. Fair assessment. Okay. Oh, wait. Huh. It, no, it is – there's a typo. Yeah. Uh, Devon Cooper only has seven – sorry. He only has seven receptions. The leader is the running back. You are correct. Okay. Yeah, so that doesn't exactly um, inspire confidence in the they, wide receiving core to me. They have not ran. They have not thrown the ball very in general as a team. Yeah, right I now mean, just, they just they have ran passes. the ball sixty two percent of the time. So that's the nineteenth most run heavy offense in the country. I do think that bodes well for us because I've been impressed with our defensive line. I think. Uh, We don't have Karloftis this year, so obviously we don't have the big splash play. But I thought we'd been very disciplined, and we didn't get pushed back against Penn State. Right. And and I do think that's encouraging. So if you're looking at advantages, that probably is one of them. Yeah. One thing, um, moving away from their offense, that worries me about their defense is they play largely a 3-3-5. And as Purdue, you know, as we know, Purdue is going to be a team that's going to throw the ball quite a bit. Um, and if you have a team that runs a base three three five, it's going to make it a little bit harder um, to do those maybe those deep balls or enemy intermediate routes. So I would say maybe look for uh, Brom and company to do more screens, more jet sweeps, uh, more quick outs. So hopefully that will that will allow someone like Payne Durham or Tyrone Tracy um, to find quick routes uh, and get the ball and maybe try to make some plays after the catch. Yeah, I mean that's the hope. Uh, hopefully right. AOC has, hopefully, if this is going to be a good season, that Penn State game needs to probably be AOC's worst performance. Yeah, I mean, we hope, we hope. And I, I just, it's still a little hard to be optimistic when the one test we have, we did fail. It, I guess I should have more faith, but it's just, it unnerves me more when what should be our strength, we weren't very good at when we needed to. You just mean our offense in general? Our passing game. Okay, yeah. And I mean, I get that. I get that, but I think I think we're not giving Penn State 
giving Louisville too much credit in these in these comparisons. Uh, because ultimately, I think Penn State is going to have a pretty good year, and I don't know that I can say the same for Louisville. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I I just <laughs> we're going to have to see it. I like my optimism has been doused. Let's just say that I I am no longer certain that we are going to run through games. I thought we were going to win easy. And one one strong offensive performance on the road will cure me. So I, I'm yeah. just at a look. You hurt me once, Purdue. You're at a crossroads. We we weren't that serious yet. I understand. Um, we hadn't really made commitments to each other, but you did hurt me. And I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to see that you're for real now. Okay. That, yeah. that was, that was your one freebie. And you know, now I, I don't hate you. I'm not mad. I'm not gonna hold it against you. Um, just know I, I, I have my walls up again. It's fair. It's fair. Um, an interesting little bit, uh, of trivia here, but for these two teams, neither team has thrown an interception yet. Um, Garrett Schrader, who is the, the main quarterback for, uh, Syracuse. They have another guy who's only come in for four attempts, but thrown, uh, 48 passes, no interceptions. Uh, AOC has not thrown an interception yet either. So, uh, maybe, maybe that streak will end for one of the quarterbacks. Obviously Purdue has had a pick six in their first two games. It would be kind of incredible if they could get a third in three games. It's not something, uh, I think Purdue has maybe ever done, but, uh, I would look for Purdue to do a pretty good job on defense. Um, I don't think this is – I think the running game for Syracuse is the main problem. Um, but as you said, we've seen some trouble with our DBs uh, getting blown by these these last couple weeks. But I'm much more confident than you are in this game. But I understand uh, why you have some hesitance. I, Garrett, Garrett Schrader scares me a little bit. Or not uh, – yeah. Just because he's very patient in the pocket and he has a decent arm. And I think if they can protect him, our secondary, which is now limited, it concerns me because I I think we have been prone for the last few seasons to allow receivers to get wide open beyond our defensive backs. And that's not a great strategy. No, no. Uh, I, I'm also he's a mobile a... quarterback. Like he yeah, move, yeah, he can run. We're not good he at can that. run. So. It, it you know that does worry me a little. Um, Purdue's not done really well with mobile quarterbacks just historically, um, but I, I am more confident than you. I do think uh, Purdue will find a way to win this one on the road. Um, it's going to be an interesting challenge, but I just think kind of like what we talked about when we played Penn State. If you put our quarterback against theirs and our offense against theirs, I would trust our offense to put more points on the board uh, than they than they will. Um, I am a little concerned, of course, that Jalen Graham's still out with that uh, tibial injury. Uh, but, you know, nothing we can do about that at this point. He, it would be great to have him on the field, but he's not going to be there. So Garrett Schrader last year, the the quarterback, right, ran for 781 yards. That is impressive. Count, that's counting sack total and 14 rushing touchdowns. He is a bona fide threat with the ball in his hand. And right now playing the best football of his career, 80% completion. Five TDs, no interceptions. Uh, he's good. He and something is clicking with the offense this year. So yeah, that that is my concern. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I get the concern. Um, but while I have concern, I also believe that Purdue is going to come out victorious here, and it won't be as close or as scary as most are uh, most are making it believe. By most, you mean me? No, I mean most people in our group chat. There's a lot of things on Twitter that are like, oh, I don't know. Um, so I get the concern. I do. I'm just, I'm just more confident than, than most, I suppose. So Casey, do you want to make a prediction? Yes. 
That's what we're here for. Let's do it. What do you got? Oh, a drum roll. <laughs> Purdue, 34. Syracuse. Nope. Purdue, 28. Syracuse, okay. 24. All right, so pretty close. Uh, not a lot of confidence in the Purdue offense there from you. Uh, uh, honestly, I points. think Syracuse is going to hold on to the ball. Okay, so, so no I don't turnovers. Think Purdue's going to have no extra opportunities. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, so as I said, this whole podcast, I'm more confident than you are. Uh, I'm going to go Purdue 38 and Syracuse also 24. Actually, how did we do last week on uh, score predictions, Ledman? Uh, last week you said 52 to 13. Mm. I said 45 to 10. What was the score? Uh, it was 56 to nothing, right? 52. Mm. 52. What was it? Mm. Mm. I don't even. It was something mm. like that. Mm. Uh, either way, uh, you were closer. Again, you were closer with the Purdue score. I was closer with the opponent score. I was closer. And I, th- <laughs> I think that matters and we should recognize it. Okay. I will recognize that you were closer overall. It was 56 to zero, by the way. Yes. Okay. So you were you were just four points off. So you've done you've done pretty well with the uh, guessing of Purdue score. I mean, you were only off eight against Penn State and four against Indiana State. So not bad. Like although barely a dozen. Although I was exactly right on our score against Penn State, I just had us winning. That's impressive. Uh, but then I was I was eleven off with Indiana State. Oh, so you're so, one point closer. Yeah, I'm closer than you okay. for now. So you should we'll brag see. About it. I. <laughs> Uh, I'm the season's not over. We got a long way to go. That's right. Uh, so just to to recap here, Casey's got Purdue winning 28, 24. Uh, I have got Purdue winning 38, 24. So there we go. That Ooh. is uh, Char Sizzle or whatever his name. Chuck Sizzle. Char Sizzle. Char Sizzle's better. I don't think so. Char Sizzle. Charizard. No. Char Sizzle sounds like you're either. It, it does sound like a Pokemon or else it's how you want your burger cooked. What does Chuck Sizzle sound like? The way a you nick- want your ground chuck cooked? It just sounds like a nickname. <laughs> oh, how convenient. It, exactly. How many catches? How many catches? Uh, how many yards? How many touchdowns? I'm going to go 11 catches, Ooh. 130 yards, and one touchdown. 8, 11, and 2. Wait, 11 yards? 111, sorry. 8, okay. 111, and 2. I was like... I was like, man, something's gone wrong there. A lot of wide receiver screens. <laughs> yeah. He's not, not very well. good ones. Not doing well. All right, there you go, folks. So uh, both of us have Purdue winning. That would take Purdue's record to 2-1. and one. Let's go out there, squeeze those oranges, boiler up. Boiler up. Boiler up.